Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Warren Wren, CEO of Golden Minerals at TSXB, gold explorer assets in Mexico, Argentina, and the US. A lot of moving parts, not a lot of cash, uh, market capital around 60 to 65 million, depending on the day of the week. Um, they have raised a little bit of money recently. They needed to uh, to be able to advance getting Rodeo, a project in Mexico, up and running. Should be producing in Q1 21, they tell us. That project is about cash generation for bringing on board their main flagship project, which is the Valadena project, also in Mexico. Uh, currently, um, have suffered a little bit from uh, perception of the market about being slow because they were trying to solve some metallurgical issues. They are going to need to try and persuade the market they can get a move on, they can get the main project into production at speed and generate the sorts of returns which they, the PEA suggests they can. So enjoy the podcast. Warren, how are you doing, sir? Great, man. How are you? Not so bad. Not so bad. Towards the end of the week, I can't have to say, and we've got a bank holiday weekend here, so I'm kind of looking forward to sitting back and uh, not working, if, if the truth be known. And what about you? What are you up to? Uh, we're going to take a week off here after the summer, right before the Labor Day holiday. So also looking forward to, to kicking back for a little bit before we get back into September. There we go. <laughs> two, two guys ready for a rest. Excellent. Um, well, look, we had you uh, on the program back in June. So some of our audience uh, heard that story then. Um, but for the people who haven't, can you give us a one minute overview of the business and then we'll pick it up from there? Yeah, great. Um, so we're, we're a publicly listed company. We're in the, the gold and silver exploration and mining business. Um, we have been a production company before, and we're getting ready to go back into production with a gold asset in Mexico. Most of our assets are in Mexico, northern Mexico, Durango State. We do also have a, a major asset in uh, northern Argentina and some exploration property in Nevada. So it's a transition period for the company moving in back into production um, early next year. Okay, you've got a lot of moving parts in the company, okay? I, I kind of, when I initially approached the conversation last time, wasn't quite sure how it all pieced together. And I think we kind of we kind of got there and we kind of understood what it is that you're trying to build and the order of play. And I think it's kind of worth going through that again. So I'm, I'm going to go through the various uh, components, if I may, and just sort of tick them off and sort of move towards, I guess, the the end goal, which is what you're moving towards as well. So, the U.S. projects in Nevada, uh, Sand Canyon. Are you doing anything with that? Has anything changed since we last spoke? No, nothing, nothing new. You know, we had a first round of drilling. It was interesting, not compelling. Uh, we're, we're we're looking at uh, where else we'll focus within that large property position, but nothing immediate. So. It's, it's uh, no, still a property we're maintaining and, and we're doing some surface work on, but uh, no big spend in the immediate future. Okay. And frankly, you know, we've met our commitments until 2021. Okay, fine. And then we're going to move into um, Argentina from May. So El Cuevar is something that you have got, well, Barak have got an option on it. You know, what have they been able to do? Are you, so are they encouraged? Um, are you getting any feedback? I mean, what do you know? Yeah, so they haven't really been able to get their sink their teeth into it yet based on the COVID restrictions in Argentina. Um, Argentina shut down early and completely, and, and they really have not yet been able to get back up on the project. So we're delayed a bit on that. Uh, and it's been you know, essentially a delay since uh, April. 
Uh, we expect that they'll be able to start work you know, this uh, Southern Hemisphere spring, uh, but we don't have any news to follow up on that yet. But you know, they're still ready to go uh, as soon as they can. Um, so it's, it's still to, to be coming. Okay, so remind me exactly what their commitment is to that project. Yeah, so they're, they're committed to do uh, you know, uh, exploration work uh, totaling at least a million dollars over the first two years. Uh, now, they're going to start with surface work. They're very interested in, in the, uh, the high sulfidation uh, epithermal system there. They think they can find a big gold deposit. Now, we've found a, a you know, reasonably sized silver deposit that just wasn't quite big enough to make it work for us. Um, so it was a great opportunity for us to get uh, a big company in here, a company who really knows the the ropes in these types of systems to come in and see if they can be successful. So they've got uh, up to eight years to complete their, their process. And in order to vest, they have to come out with a, a PFS, a pre-feasibility study uh, on a deposit that has at least 2 million ounces of gold, payable gold or gold equivalent in it in order to vest. And they need to spend uh, 10 million in uh, minimum spend over that eight year period. And you- we expect they'll move a lot faster than that. Uh, but that's that's where okay and you've got no liabilities there's there's no expenditure required from your part no they'll cover all the costs so we you know we merely have to maintain the basic structure in argentina they'll cover the camp costs the property costs and and uh, all their costs moving forward until they vest and we're carried at 30 percent uh once they do this okay so that's us us and argentina covered i want to focus on mexico because that's where where you want to focus but before we get into mexico Last time we spoke, you were talking about raising some uh, debt. You've ended up doing a bought deal instead. What happened? You know, we, we looked hard at the, the debt uh, uh, possibility moving forward, and the terms were not attractive. So when we got to a point in capital markets where we could do a deal, uh, equity deal without warrants um, at a reasonable discount, uh, we moved that way instead. Our share price had uh, uh, um, increased quite a bit since the uh, April uh, deal that we did, a small deal. And so it gave us the opportunity, which was better uh, in, in our mind for the company and the shareholder to, to do it on an equity basis than on a debt basis. So what is- the problem is, you know, these companies that are in debt are asking for way too much collateral for the debt that you're acquiring. Well, tell me about that. That's- Help us, educate us. So what, what, what were they asking for? What were the terms? Uh, actually, the collateral that they're asking for was basically all of our assets in Mexico. Uh, which are you know potentially worth uh, you know, 100 million US more or less uh, just you know discounted, um, and that was for a four million dollar debt deal. So <laughs> you look at that and you say, well, what could go wrong here? We didn't have permit in hand. You know, you don't know what's happening out there in the world beyond your control. So it was much more favorable to the company and to the shareholder, in my opinion, to do the bot deal and and instead of the debt deal. It's, it's a matter of limiting risk here. So that's that's what we were doing. Yeah. You know, as a, as a former debt provider, you know, you want a bit of coverage, but that, that seems extreme if you're looking for four million bucks and they want a hundred million bucks of coverage. I mean, I guess they didn't value your assets the same way you did. It's a matter from, from their perspective of having a, a part of the company that would be able to produce the kind of money that they needed to recover, you know, in a worst case scenario. So... The problem being their worst case scenario is, is pretty drastic and, and it doesn't take into account uh, you know, the shareholder or the company. It would have basically left us uh, in, in a, an untenable position moving forward if, 
for some reason we'd had to you know give the cap give the collateral up instead of repay the loan. So that that level of risk just wasn't acceptable to to me and to the board. So we moved the other way. Yeah, debt guys, we we have we have a way of making things interesting. That's for sure. Um, but so, what was the feedback from the shareholders? Because uh, you know, I, I guess people are going, "Oh, dilution again! Come on." I mean, have you been able to get any feedback? Yeah. So we we the feedback was no. Not 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 again. More dilution, and you know it, it was perhaps uh, fifteen to twenty percent dilution to the shareholder, but it gave us clear runway moving forward, um, and we could move forward on more than just uh, Rodeo. We could also move forward on other exploration projects. We could move forward on our plans with Velardania um, earlier than we otherwise could. So a bit of pain, but long term gain. And, and uh, it completely de-risks our position moving forward in terms of uh, money in the bank. We have plenty of cash to do what we need to do. Um, and now I can say, you know, categorically, that we will not have to raise more money before Rodeo is in production. Okay, okay. So, well, let's, let's get on to the projects in Mexico. So you've got uh, Valadena, um, Santa Maria, Rodeo, Yokivo, and Fletches. Of course, I'm pronouncing that. But, okay, let, let, let's, let's talk about Santa Maria first because you have, again, I think you, you, you've you got an option with a, another junior company looking at that, taking it off your hands. I mean, what was that deal look like and why have you done it? Yeah, so Santa Maria was a focus for us uh, since 2014, early on. We thought we could build a production center in the uh, Peral area of Chihuahua, and that was going to be the basis. It didn't get big enough fast enough, and we spent a fair bit of time and money you know, getting it, moving it forward, it wasn't quite big enough to um, uh, capture our complete interest and, and get the board on side to make a production decision. So we, we tried to find uh, some partners in it, and we finally found a, a group, uh, Fabled Copper, um, you know, with a, run by a guy who has, uh, has, he's had success in getting in the capital markets and getting things funded. And so it makes great sense for us as being too small a project for us to farm it out to a, a company that it's the right size for. Um, so we're pleased with the deal. They're going to pay us uh, about $4 million in cash over two years, um, you know, half a million on, on uh, signing. And then we have a royalty interest on top of that, which uh, you know, could, over the life of the mine, produce another two or three million US. So it, it more than pays us back. Um, it's a great little project for a smaller company, and it removes a distraction from us. Uh, it's just the way to go forward. Okay, and um, let, let's let's talk about Rodeo, okay? Because that was the big part of the conversation, which the kind of you know the light bulb moment for me when we were talking last time. So again, just remind people what you're trying to do. Then I want to kind of get into the detail of it, if, if you don't mind. So give us an overview first. Yeah. So it, Rodeo is uh, it's a gold deposit that's within haulage distance, trucking distance to our Velardania oxide mill. That's an oxide mill that we've had leased out to Hecla Mining Company for five years. Their lease is ending uh, in November, end of November this year. And then we you know, would obviously like a way to use that mill to make money. The best way forward for us with that asset right now uh, with an oxide source is uh, Rodeo, the Rodeo Gold Deposit. Uh, it's a small deposit. It's close by. It's about uh, 90 kilometers from uh, the mill. So, um, you know, haulage cost is is low, and it's a high-grade, open-pit, low-capital uh, project that we can put together 
you know, rapidly. We're, we're well on our way to getting permits to go ahead with it. And it'll produce about, uh, oh, about 44,000 ounces of gold over about uh, two and a quarter years um, at a cash cost of around $800 an ounce. So huge margin, very low capital, about a million and a half of uh, capital uh, cash before, uh, before we actually make money. So that's like the spend going into the production period. And we can gear up uh, to have it running in uh, January of 2021. Right. But it's a two-year two life of mine. There's not any exploration upside around it. It's, this is purely to produce cash. Um, that's, that's the main. There is some upside. And, and we will do some more work around it. Uh, but the, um, the key here is that you have to have a, a grade that allows you to truck and process, mill process. You can't heat bleach this stuff. It has to be milled, uh, given the, the type of ore that we're talking about. Um, but the, you know, the milling recoveries are good. They're in the uh, 80% range. Um, there is upside. Uh, we'll do some more work on it. Uh, but you know, this gives us um, you know, the PEA was uh, anticipating about 25 million uh, free cash flow net after tax. And you know, that was at $1,600 gold. You know, with the, uh, the sensitivities and, and looking at the increased gold price, you know, we're talking north of uh, 30 million uh, net after tax income over a couple of years period. So a great way to cash up the company and move us forward to bigger things, including um, Velardania and possibly additional um, exploration at Rodeo and our other projects. Okay, so let's say even if we discount it for all of it, you know, things go wrong, it's a, it's a small pit, only needs something small to go wrong and it can you know, delay things immediately. So let's say plus 20 million free cash flow, but that's going straight back in the ground on your other projects, mainly Velardania, right? I mean, that's the intention. Um, yeah, and we don't need that much. So it gives us float to do what we need to do at Velardania and do additional work and look at additional opportunities, which is really the way to grow the company. Now, Velardania is a great asset. It's not a huge mine either. A narrow vein, so you can't produce it very quickly, but it does have high value. And now that we've unlocked that uh, using the biooxidation uh, test work that we've done, you know, we do need a bit of cash to, to, to make that go. About five, six million is what we think that's going to cost us. Um, and then a couple million just for working cap to get it going. But with the money we're making from Rodeo, we'll have more than enough there to move that forward and continue to move forward with our exploration plays, uh, Yokivo, Sand Canyon, other opportunities. And there, and there are many. Okay. The way I walked away thinking about this project last time, Rodeo was your ATM to unlock the value in the other assets, okay? So it in itself doesn't have value other than that it's cheaper funding source. That, that, that's the way I was thinking, coming, approaching this. So can we talk about Validania? Because yeah, you, you, you touched upon it there. There were some metallurgy issues for quite a while, which you have been resolved, you're telling me, have been resolved. Um, in the meantime, um, while you're kind of getting this ATM going, you have leased out the oxide mill for a period. Uh, can you just tell us about that, the structure of that deal? Yeah, that, that's the, uh, the lease out to Hecla Mining Company. So they started that in 2015, and it's been a five-year run. Now, we've been making about $5 million a year on the lease, um, uh, free cash uh, coming out after expense. So it's been quite attractive for us. It's helped us limit the amount of other cash we need to raise, even though we have had to raise more capital to be a going concern. 
um, it's been a very successful relationship with Hecla. Now they're apt to have you know additional needs going forward to use that mill again sometime, and so I think uh, we'll we'll probably see some future relationship. We haven't nailed that down yet. They're still getting their permits for their oxide deposit together, for their additional oxide deposit. Um, but meanwhile, you know the Rodeo fits in perfectly in in the gap period after Hecla leaves until we have an additional source of oxide material, either from uh, Bellardania, possibly from uh, additional material that Hecla wishes to run, and very significantly from the biooxidation products that we will be able to produce from the sulfide mining at Bellardania. So that has to be cyanide leached, and that would go to that oxide mill as well. It just doesn't fill it up. So we'd like to have additional feed sources down the road. Okay, so again, just I'm just trying to piece this. It's, it's an organic jigsaw puzzle of moving pieces here. So I'm trying to work it, fit it all together. Because you know, it seems to me that you, it's kind of quite uh, entrepreneurial in spirit in the sense of how you're piecing all of these things together just to kind of keep things going. So let me be clear on the numbers. Valadenia with Hecla, was that, you said mentioned the number 5 million bucks. So was that per year or was that over the five-year term? No, so so that Velardania needs a capital investment to build a biooxidation plant of five to six million. No, I meant that's that's just meant, a capital. Yeah, I got that bit. I was referring to the the leasing component. That was five million per year that we we were getting from uh, Hecla on that. So you know, net, uh, I think they started production in 2016, about uh, you know, half a year pre pre production period there, uh, but we've netted uh, 20 million from that lease over uh, since 2015. Okay, and obviously covering GNA and so forth. But what, what, where were you spending that money? What was it? What was it going on? Yeah, we, we've we've moved forward on, on exploration projects over that period of time, including the Santa Maria, the work we did at Kvar, which was significant, um, the work at Sand Canyon. So our exploration portfolio in general is what's you know that has been invested in, um, including um, you know the, the work we've done on Rodeo, getting that ready, and you know frankly. People don't realize it, but it costs a lot of money to run a small public company in the U.S. More in the U.S. than in Canada. So if you're U.S. domiciled, you'll spend more money than you will if you're Canadian domiciled, by far. Right. Okay. So um, Rodeo going to be producing, throwing off the cash you need to kind of get Valdenia, Valdenia um, going. Um, have you or the board had to think about in this kind of positive gold environment uh, about accelerating any of the processes because you know your share prices popped up again since you know since since March like a lot of gold companies on the back of you know economic forecasts um, so have you changed your plan with regards to Valadenia at all? Yes, we have. I'm in, in my mind, and and this is still a tentative needing board approval and things like that, but the board's you know, well behind this effort. We can, we can accelerate the Velardania restart. Um, so the question is understanding exactly how far we can accelerate, how fast we can accelerate, and to make sure that we could be profitable selling the, uh, the other two concentrates. We make three concentrates from the sulfide material coming out of Velardania. A lead concentrate, which contains most of the silver values, a zinc con, which you know is fairly low value, and then the pyrite con, which contains all of the gold values essentially. So we'd have to be able to make money on the, the lead con, zinc con, and I think we can in this environment. I need to do a bit more work just confirming that uh, we can do that uh, with the change in processing to get all of the gold that we can get into the pyrite, our senior pyrite concentrate 
because of the better payable. Then it's a question of how long can we stockpile that material until we have the bio-oxidation facility built. So that's the open question right now. I think we can you know, start and stockpile. And then once we have the bio-oxidation facility built, then process. So that would potentially allow us to start uh, Velardania sulfide mining in 2021, uh, be um, accumulating the, the pyrite, arsenopyrite concentrate with all the gold values, and then process that in the bio-oxidation plant once we have it built, which will take about a year and a half from you know, today's date through engineering studies, through design studies, construction plans to actually get that facility up. Anything that's so there's there's some time things to yeah. Okay. okay. Given how long the metallurgy problem solving took, you know, what confidence do you have that you're going to be able to accelerate the Valadenia efforts? The, the, the big time consumer was figuring out which way to go. And so you, you look at every possibility. We looked at, at all the different options from autoclave to uh, you know, some sorts of you know, fine grinding, oxidation, roasters. Now, having selected and knowing, you know, with two independent separate tests over a period of years showing essentially the same result, I can have, I have a lot of confidence that we know what we're doing now and the way to move forward. Now it's a matter of just getting the details of, you know, how much, uh, what's, what's the sulfur content, um, how much material are we going to produce, what the tank sizes are, have to be to make this work before you start to build. You just don't want to build the wrong size uh, facility. You have to build the one that works for you best. Otherwise, you overspend. So I, I'm, I'm quite confident that we know how to go about it. Now it's just a matter of getting this, these steps uh, you know, organized and in place. And we have a contract with a local engineering company here who's uh, it's headed, headed up by probably the best uh, bio-oxidation expert in the country. Um, and I'm very pleased with uh, that work that's been going on there and then the support we've had from Uditech, who has championed the process. I, I'm, I'm very confident that we know what we're doing and that we can accelerate. Okay, so remind me some of the numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to understand the economics around Validania. So give me those numbers again. Yes, yeah, so, so the, uh, the PEA that we put out uh, earlier this year um, using three-year trailing prices, which are quite low. This is a $1,300 gold price and a $16 silver price. So that, that study showed um, you know, a, a net present value of around 80 million for a 10-year project at Villardania. Now, when you, you factor that up with the sensitivities on the new pricing, you know, that's over $100 million, well over $100 million and, and uh, almost double what the PEA was suggesting at current prices. So it's, it's you know, a very dramatic prize for us to go after for a company with a market cap of 65 million. Um, so you see what we're looking at here. So we, we get the Rodeo into production, gives us the cash we need to go forward on Velardania. We move Velardania forward as rapidly as we can, but being you know, conscious and, and careful at every step, not to overspend and not to uh, waste money. And no more dilation. You told me that already. Okay. So what's the next step with regards to scoping studies? What's happening next after the PEA? Again, timing, in terms of accelerated timing. How do you drive this? Yeah, we've engaged the, the engineering company to, to, to do the studies. They've done a gap study to see what we need to do to actually make it to the next step. Um, our, our next uh, step will be getting new material out to do flotation separation studies to 
further characterize the exact uh, characteristics of that iron um, um, pyrite or pyrite concentrate. So we know what size plant and uh, to build and, and what we'll need to neutralize the acids and, and keep the oxygen or the air moving through it. So that, that gives us the, the construction plans and you know, the, the, the blueprint basically of what we need to build. And then we can move forward. If you don't have the blueprint, you can't build it, right? So it's that series of steps. You know, I think you know, from today's date to completion, a realistic time schedule is about a year and a half to having that biooxidation facility built. And so then the question is how soon before that do we start the sulfide production and stockpile so we can uh, process more of this material faster, basically, while still taking advantage of the sulfide production from Bellardania in the current price environment. Okay. But to me, it works. Okay, understood, understood. So um, a few things that you're going to need to come back to us on, obviously. I think, and we're all focused around Mexico because Rodeo, you've got to get that into production in the, in the new year. Uh, Santa Maria, you've got to get that deal over the line. Valadena, there's a, there's a lot of work to come, but it's going to be self-financed. Um, so that's all good news. Where's the blue sky coming from? Because this is all a little bit small. Where's, where's, the, where's the blue sky upside coming from? And can you fund it? Yeah, so there's yeah, a couple of obvious things with the current projects. One is exploration potential at Rodeo. We'll, we'll carry that forward. You know, as we're producing, we'll do the exploration. We'll see exactly how much that can you know, be uh, increased in size. That would be the, the low-hanging fruit. So we'll do that for sure. Uh, the Velardania resource is open at depth. Um, it's a small property, but these veins go deep, and we have evidence that there's another... Uh, more than 500 meters of vertical extent to the system based on drilling in hand. So we know we can make that bigger and it'll last longer. That increases value. And then we have our portfolio of exploration projects, one of which we'll be able to drill this fall, the Yokivo district. It's an epithermal vein district in Chihuahua, just on the east side of the, of the Sierra Madre. Great location, um, you know, veins that are, are known, they've produced in the past uh, you know, in, in a historical fashion. And we're ready to go. We know we have ore grade material on surface. We have the drill permit in hand. We'll have results on that here by the end of the year. And we'll know if that's going to be you know, a potential big focus for the company after Bellardania or to bring on next in the pipeline. We'll also continue it in Nevada with the Sand Canyon project. Great location, great project. Interesting results, but nothing compelling. But we know there's more to be done there as well. We also have an exploration portfolio in Argentina. As soon as we can move forward in Argentina, this is outside of KMAR. Um, that also looks quite attractive. Um, and frankly, one of the better properties I've seen in my career down there that we're trying to, to move forward. So there is upside, exploration upside in the company and significant. Um, and that's gonna be basically able to be explored, self-financed from the cash flow from Rodeo and Bellardania. So that's, that's the model and that's the blue sky. In addition to that, Barrick's success would uh, change this company you know, overnight into uh, a very different beast. <laughs> if they find their 5 million ounce gold deposit that they're looking for, you know, our 30% will be worth well more than any of these projects put together. So there's great blue sky. Okay, well, that's... I'm You've progressed and done quite a bit since we last spoke. Uh, you've still got a heck of a lot to do, even for the rest of this year. Um, but it seems like a plan which is 
reliant on a success of things happening in the right order for you. Um, but if they do, at least no dilution. You can finance this kind of aggressive growth. And I guess what I want to see from you is some you know, accelerated delivery plan um, to take advantage of the current environment. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're putting together. So we, we will do that. Uh, there is no question in my mind we'll be able to accelerate. And as we uh, continue to get you know, news flow from Rodeo, get the permits in hand, which I expect uh, you know, this fall, um, we, we, we get that put together. <laughs> yeah, and, and we go from there. Um, you no, know, to you know, we 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 have our our, our contractor in place. We start uh, preparing to mine, and we'll be ready to get that uh, ore moving to the mill early in the year next year, January, and then be pouring gold uh, in uh, late January, which would be a great step forward for the company. Beautiful, Warren. Thanks very much for the update. Love to speak to you again. Uh, it's great hearing what you're up to. Give us a call when things start happening, um, and especially looking forward to seeing if Rodeo can hit those deadlines. Appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you, Matt. Great talking to you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.